Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, time for our weekly how to slot. And this week, we are looking at how to pick the right therapist for you. It's something that's really important and quite difficult. And I ha- often get people asking me, like, I don't know where to start. Like, well, how do you even work it out? So there's so many different types of therapists and approaches. It can be a minefield when you're trying to figure out what will work for you. So joining me to help navigate this is Susie Ludola, cognitive behavioural therapist. Good afternoon, Susie. Good afternoon, Stephanie. Where should we start? So say someone identifies, you know, I'm, I'm not really managing with my life. I think I need a little bit of support. Where do they start? Yeah, yeah, it is confusing. It's a very confusing field because there's no state regulation at the moment. Yeah, it's, which means yeah. that there are some people who do a yeah. course for two nights exactly. and can call themselves a therapist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the best way is... Um, there are websites you can look and organisations like the Irish Association for Counsellors and Psychotherapists, the IACP. They have a website mm-hmm. and all the therapists listed there are fully accredited, which means the yeah, quality is short, basically. They have a minimum standard of education, a bachelor's degree, many have a master's degree and uh, the, the, the education they have is also accredited. So they have okay. to go through certain modules. They have to go their own therapy as well as a therapist. You have to do 50 hours, you have to be guard vetted. So it's a very rigorous system in place um, where you can go and find a therapist. Okay, so that's IACP. IACP.ie, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely, yeah. And so once you go to, there's also like if PSI, which would be the Psychology Mm -hmm. Society of Ireland. So once you're on that website, I've been on it today just checking, that there's a number, like there's literally thousands of of, of therapists. How do you sort of, and I've also read that 50% of the benefit that anyone is ever going to get from therapy is based on the Therapeutic Alliance, how much you get on with your therapist. Absolutely. So how do you find the right one once you've gone to the safe place to find them? Yeah. Okay, so you can do a search, say, depending on what you want a therapist for. Say you're feeling very anxious or you have OCD or you've lost a loved one and you're grieving. So depending on what you're looking at uh, for a therapist. So you can put keywords into the ISCP website too. <clears throat> say anxiety Dublin 8. Okay. So the therapists in that area who have listed themselves as being so treating anxiety would come up. And then what I would say is ring them, look at their website and interview them. Because like you just said, the therapeutic relationship is actually more important, we notice from the research, than the approach the therapist takes. Okay. So if you don't click with your therapist, you're not going to get the benefits of the therapy. So bring them up, ask them, are they accredited? Well, if they're on the website, they are. Ask them what their approach is. How do they go about therapy? You so know? what? What? So say I say to you, okay. So what's your approach? How? How? What might they answer? And how do I know if that suits me? Yeah, exactly. So my personal approach is cognitive behavior therapy, and that approach is very directive. It's very collaborative. It's goal oriented. It's um, you know a, a piece of education for for the for the clients as well, and. Um, it's time limited and in the present moment. Okay, so it's not about kind of going back to your childhood not traumas. Necessarily, not it's, necessarily. It's about what are you struggling with today, yeah. tomorrow, how can we navigate it? Exactly. And when you say time limited, because I think a lot of people might be afraid that, oh God, I'm going to start seeing a therapist, it's going to cost me this much per week and I'm never going to be able to get out of it. Yeah. 
should I all therapists kind of be giving you an indication of how long you think they're so going to work with you? Yeah. Well, it, it's hard to say. You have to obviously meet a person first and then you sort of have a chat. And, you know, from my approach, you know, from a CBT point of view, I do an assessment. I see where they're, you know, where are they struggling? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Or is it generally lack of direction in life? Or is it self-esteem or whatever it is? And then you have an idea. I usually say, let's do six sessions and then review because the client will know when they're done, you know, and the assessment is scientifically assessed. So you see a score and if that score improves, you know that person is getting the benefit of therapy. Now, the other therapy is the non-directive approach where the therapist takes a seat back and the client takes the lead where CBT is kind of more collaborative. Okay, but in a non-directive approach, what does that look like? So I walk into the room and the therapist is just kind of... So I, I talk about whatever I, I want yeah. to. Yeah, you take the session wherever the you want to. The therapist is there to like support said, you, um, you know, and uh, help you maybe tease out a few points in your life that you're not sure. So if you don't but each session is different. There's no get plan as such. You know, it's like... How does someone know in that situation then when they're done? Because surely you can just go every week and say, well, this is happening this week. Some people go for a very long time, but some people go in this start so to feel better, they start how, to improve what might they answer mm-hmm. and because they of the therapeutic yeah. alliance exactly. they have, My because they like that approach, that you know, where they can sit back and just talk and maybe nobody else in their life um, listens to them. You know, when you're talking you know, a, to a friend a and you give them your problems, for, they all come with all this advice and tell you well. what to do. Whereas that's actually not what a therapist is going to do. You know, they let you talk and help you maybe with targeted questions, explore different areas in your life that you what might want to improve and look at and see can you do something different. Exactly. But it's a non-directive approach. I think a lot of people and might be afraid So say you make this phone, you go to the website, you find a person in your area, Dublin, whatever, and Limerick, be able to get out of and yeah. you ring them. Should all therapists is it, kind of be giving would it be you an normal that of how maybe the stuff that you're dealing with is quite uncomfortable and you feel a little bit sad and anxious and so that maybe... The you person know, from who's my taking you from through a CBT this, the therapist, point of view, an assessment, you have some negative feelings towards them. Like, or do you, should you, you know, click with them immediately and never feel uncomfortable? Is it generally and at what point do you say, actually, this isn't is working or this is part of the work and I'm moving through And then you have discomfort. an idea. Yeah. I usually say, let's do well, six sessions. That's a really good question because, because therapy can be uncomfortable. Because you're facing into things that you might have been avoiding. You see a score and if that score improves, you know that person is getting the benefit Then you know when you look at Somebody the other talk to them and they're not listening to me, they're not hearing me. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere back. with this. So that's and the, the client takes the lead. Whereas CBT is kind of more collaborative. Says, could okay, any issue you non-directive have work with what both does that CBT like? so and I walk non-directive into the approaches? Like, and if you have issues with anxiety just kind and self-esteem, could so both I, I talk about whatever I want yeah. to? Absolutely, yeah. You take the session wherever you want to. So how are you meant to know which is better for you? Well, that's what you have to try it out. Okay. Maybe I can only speak for point in your life that you approach I take sure, but each session is different. There's no research studies on all sorts of issues. You know, it's like how does uh, someone know in that 
shown to be as effective as medication. Surely you yeah. could just go every and, week uh, and say, not saying that you don't need medication. Yeah. Some yeah. people do some need people first medication before they can engage in therapy because they start to feel low or they can't get engaged because of the therapeutic alliance they have. It depends on the person. Like I said, you have to find out. You know, where do I want to go somewhere and talk about? Maybe nobody else in their life listens to them. You know, when you're talking to a friend and you give them your problems and then they all come with all this advice and tell you what to do. No, I don't want to actually know what a therapist is going to do. You know, you let you talk. I want to maybe be targeted questions, explore different areas in your life that you might want to improve and look at. You can do something different. But it's a non-directive approach. You've got to figure that out yourself. So say you make this phone, you go to the website, you find a person in your area, Dublin, whatever, and you might find and you ring them. This isn't working, but is it? It's really important. Would it be normal that maybe the stuff that you're dealing with? Say, look, I feel this isn't working quite uncomfortable like, and you feel a little bit sad and anxious and, versa, and so that maybe to the person who's taking you through this the therapist you have some negative feelings towards okay. like, or do you should Equally, you click with them immediately and never feel uncomfortable and, find, oh, and at what point do you say actually this isn't working or this is part of the work and I'm moving through this and so I think sometimes people feel like it's almost like breaking up so they feel like therapy can be uncomfortable because you're facing into things that you might have been be avoiding? Never, no. So that is a and different discomfort than, you know, when you look at somebody and talk to them and say, they're not listening to the me, they're not hearing me, okay. I'm not I'm not going anywhere with this. So that's take away the difference there. That makes sense. Anything and we have a text in that says, could any issue you have work with both CBT and non-directive approaches, like if you have issues with anxiety and self-esteem, could both of those systems work? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. How are you meant to know which is better for you? Yeah, well, that's, that's what you, what you may have to try it out. Has, okay, I can only speak for CBT um, mainly because that's an approach I take. It's evidence-based. There's hundreds of studies and research studies on all sorts so of issues. Yeah. So uh, it's also been shown to be as effective as medication. And I'm not saying that you don't need medication. Some people do need first medication before they can engage in therapy because they may be so low that they can't get and engage. But so it depends on the person, uh, like CBT I said, you have to find um, out, well, do I want to go somewhere and talk about that. So and have somebody listen you know to me and let me explore um, different things a, a and then maybe you need CBT or is it that, no, I don't want to be going exploring all sorts of things. I just want to get yeah, help with my anxiety. Confusing. I want the tools so for it. I want to, you know, social anxiety or OCD or whatever it may be. I want the tools to get over it now. So you've got to figure that out yourself and now Sometimes you go into the field the therapist that might take a warmer approach and you might find mental no, this isn't working, like but it's really important that you keep an open dialogue with right, your therapist prescribe medication mm-hmm. and say, look, and I feel this isn't working. Like I sometimes like refer people to other therapists and vice versa. I get people I to me to say, this hasn't worked for me. So somebody just sitting there and I'm not getting anything. Equally, maybe I'm too direct and some people might find, oh, this is a bit much for me. I need somewhere where I can sort of slowly explore where I'm going. And so I think sometimes people feel like 
it's it's almost like breaking up with someone so they feel like oh I don't want to tell them it's not working so they go out of obligation but you're saying a therapist won't be upset never no no and most therapists like I do I always check in with my clients at the end of a session each session I say how did you find the session today what can you take away if anything is there anything you didn't like you know so I'm trying to always keep in dialogue open I have a text here from a listener I have an eating disorder that no one knows about which therapist is best to approach it's controlling my life well CBT is evidence based again I work with a lot of people with bulimia or binge eating disorder it depends what eating disorder she has or he has and um, I don't work with people with anorexia that's more specialised but again CBT is a very good approach so so go onto the website look for IACP or PSI look for therapists in your area that specialise in eating disorders and call them up absolutely also for that listener I have also had an eating disorder and I did get through with CBT CBTE and body wise is also a good place to start for that and the best of luck with that so how do you know if you need um, a, a psychologist a psychiatrist a psychotherapist a counsellor what's the difference between yeah, them yeah it is so confusing so let's start with a psych sorry psychiatrist okay so psychiatrist is a medical person okay they would have studied uh, medicine and they're now going into the field of treating people with mental health issues mental health disorders like maybe schizophrenia, bipolar. They prescribe medication, they assess and then refer on maybe to a therapist, a psychotherapist. Psychologist is somebody, say you study, I study psychology first myself. So with a psychology degree, you usually go into research or you have to continue and specialize, say educational psychology, sports psychology, health psychology. So you go on and do another master's or PhD to work in a a specific area. And a psychotherapist, again, to do a degree in psychotherapy and that is how we function as human beings. So if you're then finding a difficult emotion difficulties and then you go to a therapist to go through therapy, whereas a, psycho- uh, a psychologist rarely does therapy and a psychotherapist also doesn't. As a and a psychiatrist, psychiatrist rarely does rarely talk does. therapy. Except a psychologist, if it's a counselling psychologist, they would. Okay. What's an educational psychologist, they wouldn't. They wouldn't, you know? okay. I have a text here as well. Is therapy very costly? Price is an issue for me. Yeah, yeah. There are low cost and charity uh, but they're long waiting lists. I know that for a fact. Um, and on average, you pay between 60 to 100 euros for a session. Per, yeah. is it like usually yeah. an hour or 45? 50 minutes, 50, 50 minutes. minute sessions, yeah. And the low cost, you would get 20, 30 euro, depends, you know. And okay. some charities provide free services. And is there a way to go through it, like through your GP in the public system? No, you can t- for the free. Yeah, or, yeah. For free therapy. Well, you know, you go to the organizations, say, for example, um, where I trained was in Tala in uh, the village counseling service and they provide um, the students there who study to become therapists. They have to do 120 hours of client hours during their degree. Okay. So they provide free of charge counseling. So you go directly to a supplier, basically. And do you think it's okay for people who are in therapy if they are having uh cost issues to say look this is too financially burdensome on me at the moment can we take a break or like yeah. can you negotiate the price with your therapist yeah well look some therapists would do pro bono 
work. Okay. You know, I, I know that myself. I do that sometimes. I've worked for charities myself and worked for free there. Yes. You know, and uh so if cost is an issue, it's better to Always say talk, it to the therapist. Talk to your therapist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else that you think people should know before we let you go? Yeah, well, I think it's I'm actually really passionate about the topic because there's so many people, like you said, who've done a six months course and they start to talk about mental health. And I get the end of that when people go and engage there and they're worse off. Yes. Okay. So I really would encourage people go to the IACP website, check it out, phone a therapist, interview them. Don't be afraid. They, they expect it. Yes, it's like actually anyone a thing. who's confident yeah. in their Absolutely. training is Ask not going to be offended. Ask them what approach to doing and tell them your anxiety or whatever your issues are and see how they're going to treat you. Great. Thank you so much, okay, Susie. Thanks, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, it's time for a quick break now, but after that, our Summer Read series. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.